This morning, I am excited that I get the opportunity to preach to you. I have, uh, it's been a little while, and uh, just as I've been praying about what um, I was going to preach on this morning, it was neat to see everything line up. Like Nick and Jordan both laid the foundation for today's message, and uh, as I was communicating with Scott, he's going to be preaching at the 925 and 1150. Everything is just coming together like that, and it's really cool to see God at work in that. But this morning... Uh, I've titled the message, Head, Heart, and Hands, the three H's, all right? And we're going to be looking at 2 Peter uh, 1, 1 through 11. So we'll read that, and then we'll start to dive in. I will pray, okay? So let's read first. It says, Simeon Peter, or Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith equal to ours through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Sorry through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may share in divine nature, escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness Goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election, because if you do these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you. It's a great promise, right? So let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning. God, thank you for the songs that we've been able to sing, knowing that you are uh, faithful, God, and that you are the one who is holy and the one who is righteous and the one who is worthy of all our praise and the one who is worthy of having our lives built upon. And God, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that we get to gather uh, to worship you and to sing and to uh, read your word and study together. God, help us not take these opportunities for granted, but uh, God, get even closer to you because you do provide them. God, I pray that you would speak to us this morning and help us to uh, leave here um, either being reminded or having new understanding of what your word says. I pray that you would uh, make it new and afresh to us. We do thank you. Thank you for loving us so dearly. Bless this morning. It's in your beautiful and precious name we pray. Amen. All right, so if you're wondering why it is titled Head, Heart, and Hands, um, again, as I was just praying through uh, what this Sunday was supposed to be, um, just a lot, a lot of things came up and, you know, Jordan and, uh, Nick both preached on resolutions last week and it kind of follows in line with that because, uh, I think I actually preached a similar sermon either last year or a year before, but kind of along the same lines of what does your resolutions look like? Whether they're resolutions, goals, or if you don't make resolutions, that's fine too. But at the beginning of the year, it is a really great time to sit back and do a little bit of introspection on what your last year looked like and what you want this next year to be, right? Having bookends on chapters of life is a really cool thing because it gives us an opportunity to take stock of what, where we're at and where we want to be. And the same challenge that I had a couple years ago is the same challenge today. 
what kind of Christian do you want to be in 2024? That's something that we get an opportunity to look at, and not just at the beginning of the year, but each and every day, right? But again, the beginning of a year is a really cool time to be able to make plans for that. So the challenge today is let's, let's be closer to God. Let's be better followers of the way, right? And we can do that with these, and I say three simple steps because like Nick says, it's simple, but it ain't easy, right? So it's three simple steps, really, all right? And I'm going to throw in a little bit of, uh, <laughs> a little bit of braining, nerdy stuff, okay? Um, but there's three words that go in line with these head, heart, and hands, right? You may have heard one or two of them. Uh, I don't know of anybody who has really, there's very few people who have heard of all three, but it's three uh, either Latin or Greek words, I think it's Greek, anyway, uh, that I'm going to throw out there. But the first one is orthodoxy. Has everybody heard that one? Orthodoxy. The next one is orthopathy. That's the one that usually throws everybody off. And the third one is uh, orthopraxy. Huh? It's all Greek to you. Okay. But yeah, orthodoxy, orthopathy, orthopraxy. They all sound the same because they all begin with the first little bit, right? Ortho. Everybody heard of the orthodontist? All right. So orthopedic, yeah, yeah, okay. So that first little, that prefix there, ortho, means to set things straight and to be right, right? Orthopedic, set bones right. Ortho, uh, orthodontist, set your teeth right. They set them straight. So ortho is to make, to have things right. And doxy, this first one, we're focusing on the head. Orthodoxy uh, is right belief, right? So when we're looking at this and looking at this passage, it's really important to understand what Peter is saying here is you have to have a right understanding of God. That's the very first step in growing closer to him, having the knowledge about God. Right, And he's challenging us here, too, because in, in verse 3, he says, His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us. Right, So we have to believe the right things and have the correct thoughts about God to grow closer to him. Because God has revealed himself and told us who he is, and those are the things that we ought to believe. Right, And here's the thing. This is the caveat that... Uh, usually we're given, right, is that, well, you know, just sometimes having a lot of knowledge about God can make you heady and, uh, you know, really have your head in the clouds and be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good, right? Is it, has anybody ever heard that phrase? Okay, okay, well, that might be a possibility, but all through Scripture, we're challenged to have knowledge Right, so even in uh, chapter three, same book, verses seventeen and eighteen, Second Peter uh, three seventeen and eighteen, it says, "Therefore, dear friends, since you know this in advance, be on your guard, so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stable position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity." Right? So he's saying, guys, if you want to know God, you got to actually know him. If you want to be close to him, you have to know him. So grow in the grace and knowledge. And of course, the, the next question that inevitably comes up is, okay, why? 
So we have the command, but why is it given, right? Why are we supposed to grow in knowledge? And I love this. Peter actually keeps everything contained. So if you were to actually go back to chapter 2, he tells you. And it says, because there were indeed false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, and will bring swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved ways, and the way of truth will be maligned because of them. That's why. Because there are false prophets and teachers out there in the world who want to distort your view of God. And if you don't know Scripture, if you don't know what you believe, then you're going to be tossed to and fro. Right? So you have to know. He challenges us and he tells us why. So the first way in this new year to grow closer to God is to just become familiar with his word. Like Bobby said, I don't know if it was, I think it was two years ago. Be in the word more than you're in anything else. Because that's how you know. God has revealed himself in his word. And if you want to know him, the Bible is the first and best place to start. We're also warned of uh, zeal without knowledge. So you might see a lot of people um, who have passion about theology, but not in passion uh, in the wrong place. Their, their passion is to know um, about God, but not actually know him. Does that make sense? They have a zeal, but it's not led in the right direction, right? They want to um, grow in their understanding for the wrong purposes. Because here's the thing, and this kind of leads us into our next point of, of the heart, right? There is uh, a lot of people in the world who want to know about the Bible just so that way they can tear a Christian down, Right? And so this goes into the having knowledge and being able to understand, but also having the right orthopathy, the right feelings and attitudes and care about the things that God cares about, right? Does God want you to be closer to him? Yes. The answer is yes. He does want you to be closer to him. Because that that is his desire. He created us not to be far from him but to be close to him, to be in communion with his creation, right? So having the knowledge, but also having the care for the things that God cares about, that is orthopathy, right? Uh, And just to give the definition, right? Ortho means right, again, and pathy means passion. Having the passion for the things that God is passionate about. So the question can be then, how do we move from having the knowledge to having the passion, And are there actually things that, and well, why are there things that are right passions, right? God's passions fall in line with his character. We know that God despises murder. He despises anything that tears apart his creation. He despises things that draw people further from him, right? And you can name, you can name a million different things, guys. So we're, um, so I won't start that list. But this is where we really get into the distinction between Christian, atheist, or Christian, and anything that is antagonistic to the gospel, right? Having the right passions. 
So again, we can, we can look at um, what Romans said. And you don't have to turn there if you don't want to. But if you want to, we're going to look at Romans 10, verses 1 through 3. He says, Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God concerning them is for their salvation. I can testify about them that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, since they are ignorant on the righteousness of God and attempted to establish their own righteousness. They have not submitted to God's own righteousness. So that's the warning that he's giving here, right? Is having the right passion for God. Knowing what he cares about and actually chasing after it. I was listening to a podcast this uh, this past week. Uh, we actually mentioned it in the Walking Walking Together podcast. If you don't know what that is, uh, it is a podcast that me, Nick, Jordan, uh, Jared, and Michael are doing in this new year. Uh, I went and looked back and realized that we hadn't done an episode since uh, February last year. So it's been a hot minute. Um, but if you want to pick that up again, we've posted the first. Uh, well, the first episode will be posted on fe- Friday. Uh, but I just posted a little trailer about it this past week. So anyway, um, if you want to know how to find it, ask me after. Uh, but one of the podcasts that I was listening to this week was instead of look uh, this year making people know what you were for, also let them know what you're against. And I heard that from a podcast called uh, Undaunted Life. It's a man's podcast. And uh, the title of that episode was 17 Ways to Not Be a Crappy Man in 2024. (laughs) But that was one of the things that he said is, don't just let people know what you're for. Let them know what you're against, too. Because God makes it very clear what he's against, right? If if we want to be more like Christ in this new year, We have to let people know what we're for, but also what we're against. Having the right passions for God is super important. And you can find out what he's about and what what things he's passionate about, again, by growing in knowledge and reading his word. So see how they're all coming together? So, and the the best example that I can give for this, okay, in not being passionate without knowledge is if you were to go and get in your car, and put it in drive, and then put a blindfold on. It's pretty dangerous, right? Huh? Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, it, It would be a dangerous thing. But whenever we have direction, no, sorry, when we have drive but no direction, it can end catastrophically. Right? Uh, I also asked my wife when, um, if that made sense to her. She was like, yeah, but can we put it in a different way? I was like, yeah, okay, we'll think about it. And she came back later and was like, I got it. She said, you might have the drive to be a good parent and feed your baby, but you don't give them hot, flaming hot Cheetos, right? You can have the drive to be a good parent, but you got to have some direction. So... Don't hop in your car, put it in drive, and put a blindfold on. Have direction in life, and that direction is the knowledge, right? Direction is knowledge. Drive is zeal. Drive is passion, okay? But the reverse can also be true. Don't be knowledgeable without passion. So, same example, all right? You hop in your car. This time, no blindfold. But you never put it in drive. 
it's just sitting on idle. You get absolutely nowhere. Right? Besides an empty tank of gas after a little while. So don't have drive without direction and don't have direction without drive. To put it in the, the terms that we're using this morning, right? Don't have knowledge without passion and don't have passion without knowledge. You have to grow in both. You can't have one without the other. It requires both. So, and again, you might ask the same question. Okay, but why? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because those who don't add the things of godly passion, Peter says it, right? He says uh, in verse, verse 8, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's kind of a harsh verse, isn't it? Anybody ever thought if it was possibly useless in the kingdom? There is a way. And it's to not be growing in both of those. Because he says in increasing measure, right? And so what are those right passions? And again, it's everything that God's passionate about. But if you wanted a checkbox, a checklist of the things to be growing and adding to yourself, it's right there in verses 5 through 7. It says, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. Those are the passions that we have to be adding in increasing measure. An increasing measure doesn't mean all today, which I am very thankful for. God is very gracious in that, and he doesn't expect us to be perfect in all these things immediately, right? But we are to be growing in them. So, that moves us to the next thing, right? The hands. So we've got head, heart, and hands, orthodoxy, orthopathy, orthopraxy, uh, and again, ortho means right and to set straight, but praxi means practice or actions. So let me ask you, what if you uh, understand that you can't have direction without drive or drive without direction? You know that, that's perfect. But then you never actually go and get in your car. It's kind of pointless to know it, right? So we have to be doing and acting out the passions that God is passionate about. We have to be doing and acting out uh, and increasing in our knowledge that God has called us to and commanded us to grow in. But then we actually have to do the things that we ought to do. Right? Doing the things that God wants you to do. Doing the things that make you useful and fruitful in the kingdom. The things that we're supposed to be growing in. Because if we're not ever actually trying to grow the kingdom, the kingdom doesn't grow that great. Right? We have to be going out and practicing these things. We have to be trying to build the kingdom. And don't get me wrong. God is the one, make no mistake about it. God is the one who builds the kingdom. But we have to be active participants in it. Right? So do the things that you ought to do. And also, too, here's the thing is, whenever you're actually having the right knowledge and right passions, the right actions automatically follow. They will, because you get excited about and tell people about and do the things that you're excited about. Right? I share the pictures of my babies with everybody I can show. 
because I'm passionate about taking care of them. Right? I'm passionate about uh, growing in the knowledge of how to take care of them. Because I tell you what, y'all, in, uh, let's see, 18 months, we have gone through so many different stages. And before we were in it, I never knew what a sleep regression was. (laughs) And we've been in a few already. (laughs) But that's the thing is, you act out the things that you know and the things that you're passionate about. So this is a great time for a little bit of introspection on seeing and taking stock of what your past year looked like and what you want this year to look like, right? Nick said it last week. God desires a broken and repentant heart, right? And Jordan said it too. Make God your New Year's resolution and everything else will fall in place. I'm not saying anything different. Literally just saying it in a different way this this. Sunday. Growing in knowledge, growing in passion, and growing in action. Because here's the, here's the warning that we're given to in James 4.17. And I'll actually flip there. It says, but, uh, so it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. That's a pretty harsh statement too, huh? So having the knowledge, having the passion, and having the practice. And here's the thing, and I'll I'll, uh, start to wrap it up here, but Peter was writing to people who were already saved, okay? So I don't want you to think that I'm advocating for um, faith uh, through of salvation by works. I'm not, not in the slightest, okay? We are saved by grace through faith alone. That's it, okay? What I am saying is that for those who are Christians, we have been called to more. And that is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful challenge that we've been given. To grow in knowledge, grow in passion, and grow in practice. It is a beautiful thing. Because all those, when we actually do them, will draw us closer to Jesus. And I don't know about y'all, but that's where I want to be this year. One of the prayers that uh, everybody in staff always prays is, let me walk so close to you, God, that I don't miss what you're doing. Those are the surefire ways to make sure we don't miss what he's doing. So, if you don't know Jesus this morning, then those don't apply. Because those things won't save you. It's Jesus alone who will save you. Right? Right? But if you know him, that's the challenge. But here's the thing. If you don't know him, I want you to come talk to me whenever we get ready to uh, sing and pray. Okay? So let's close out this morning. Let's pray. And we'll sing again. So, God, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for your word. I thank you for uh, making it available and accessible to us. Thank you for the challenges that you've given us. You tell us to grow in knowledge. You tell us to be in your word. You tell us to care for the things that you care about. Because through your blood, you've given us all things that we need that pertain to life and godliness. So help us to take you up on it. Help us chase after you this year. Help us to grow in knowledge and passion and in practice.
Because, Lord, we want to be close. We want to be closer to you this year than we have ever been before. And even if we feel close, we can be infinitely closer. Remind us that all throughout the year this year. We thank you for, uh, for Jesus. Thank you for his blood and uh, for dying for us. Help us to love you in the same way back. We ask all these things in your beautiful and precious name. Amen.